Awesome, awesome stuff, awesome stuff. All right, here's what we're gonna do tonight. I am actually not speaking tonight, which is really good because I'm really congested, if you can't tell. But I have asked my good friend, Dylan Phillips, to come on up. So Dylan, wherever you are, come on up front. Give him a round of applause, you guys. Yeah, awesome. Dylan, before you speak, I need you to find a volunteer that's going to pray over us tonight. Find somebody that can pray over us. <laughs> guys, I've seen kids' church. I've seen kids raise their hands faster than you guys do. I'm just saying. I've served in kids' church a long time. Right here? Right here? You got it? All right, come on up. All right, pray over tonight. Pray over the message. And I got it right here. All right, dear God, thank you for gathering us today. Uh, I hope service will go perfectly uh, well as planned. And um, yeah, amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's give everyone a pause. Dylan, one more time. Here you go. Wow, you guys can just keep doing that if you want. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah, it's not for me though. It's for Jesus, not for me. But uh, so, how I'm going to start this off is by um, a video. So let's watch it. That is never going to work. Yes, it will. It will work. That is, ne that is never going to work with your level of science knowledge. I've watched Bill Nye quite a few times. And my and I, I'm a level three now. Yeah, my HP has been going up pretty steadily. Just, you're not up to my level. My power is over 9,000. 9,000 of what? Just 9,000 in general. Of, 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 it could Some jumps. Hey! What was that? I can no longer drink this! really peeves me off! Why would you knock the drink out of his hand? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Hey, bro. I, you know what? But gosh, I am so peeved right now. He is peeved. Hey, bro. You're cruising for a bruiser. Are you going to just go buy just an entire an array of clothes? Yeah, it would. What? What the? What? Yo, become Mike Tyson's agent. Oh, really? Hey, really hey, big show. Hey, brother. I've been thinking on my actions, and... I've been acting like a real chump these past couple of minutes. Yeah, you have been. A big chump. I brought you a replacement drink. You've been more than a chump. Wow. Wait, wait a second. Oh! Bagosh! Oh! I am... Oh! Oh, I am peeved! Oh, I... Bagosh! He is so peeved right now! Why would you do that? You just hit... That was such a tricky thing to do! Why would you knock the drink out of his head? He was gonna drink that! Man, that was pretty stealthy, I'm not gonna lie! Hey, man. Stuff it. You want me to what? He is, he is peeved. He wants me to stuff it. You know what? I'm not a calzone. Last time I checked. Go, go ride a roller coaster. You're cruising for a bruising. Go ride a circus ride. What? What does that mean? Shut up. My boy's trying to watch some jag in there. Shut up. I'm trying to watch some jag in here. Boy, go give me my Pringle. All right, I'll get the Pringle. Hey. Oh, not again. What do you want? Never, what do you want? Never ends. That's twice now. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it has been twice. What you said about the circus ride really opened up my eyes. Brought your replacement beverage. And I'm serious this time, I mean it. I'm so sorry. Are you? I was confused, I didn't know what I wanted. No way. 
Well, that is just so nice of you. Wait a second. That was the night. That guy. Wow, you know what? I think I really misjudged that guy. He's a good guy. I kind of feel like I, I misjudged. You know what? Oh. Oh. Oh, I am. Oh. And you. Oh. Gosh. I am. Oh. I am. I am. Oh. Well, the reason why I showed that video is because um, the two guys, I mean, sure, they, you know, said some words and stuff, but they actually acted a lot like Jesus. Um, they forgave him like three times. I mean, what a godly thing to do, right? But, but it's ironic that it was orange and the dude was carrying oranges. I don't know if they squeezed him from that or not, but who knows? I don't know. I really just show that just because it's a good video, but uh, yeah. Um, so the... So I'm a homeschooler, so uh, so I didn't take speech class. So if I did, it was just my siblings, so it's pretty easy. So, um, so the title of my sermon is called uh, "What We What We Are Here For," with a question mark. So, what do you guys think we're here for as Christians on this earth? What do you guys think we're here for? Great Commission. Yeah. Anything else? Loving people, yeah. Anything else? Make disciples, yeah. Bring glory to God. Yeah, those are all great things. We're here for all of those things. Um, and then one question I want to ask is, do you guys think that you guys are doing that? Those things that we're all called to do? It's easy to say, you know, that's what we're supposed to do, and we all know what we're supposed to do, but are we actually doing that? Are we actually doing what we're called to do? Because, um, like, with God, I mean, God is so good, and he deserves all of our glory, but are we actually giving him all of our glory? Like, are we actually living that out or not? Um, we're called to make disciples, but are we actually making disciples, or are we just gaining, like, getting friends, and that's it? Like, obviously, it's good to have friends, and that's where it starts, but it needs to go deeper than just that, you know? Um, Matthew, thanks, thank you, Jimmy. Matthew twenty eight nineteen says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And I just forgot that I would like to pray before we get started. <laughs> all right. God, thank you for this day, and thank you for who you are, and just thank you for the opportunity that you have given me to come up here and preach, but just that it's not about me, it's just about you. So I just welcome in your Holy Spirit, God, and just that you would move um, just through my words and just, um, just in whatever way you want to move, God, and just that you would... Um, Touch people that need to be touched and just move on hearts that need to be moved and just do whatever it is you want to do, God, and just that it wouldn't be about me or the lights or anything else, but it would just be about you. And thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I was supposed to do that at the beginning, but I kind of forgot, so, you know. Um, so Sean's, Sean preached a sermon, Pastor Sean, I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but he preached a sermon on Sunday, and some of the one thing that he said really stuck out to me was, Maturity is not measured by how much you know, but how much you do of what you know. Nice pop. So it's easy to say we know what we're supposed to do as Christians, but it's another thing to actually do it. Um, I just feel like something that God kind of been showing me is just 
I feel like a lot of times we talk about sports with our friends. We talk about hobbies. We talk about things that we want to wear or whatever. I don't do that, but I'm sure girls do that. I don't know. But, like, things we want to wear or sports or whatever it is. But it's like we claim that God is the most important to us, but do we actually live that out? Like, like I don't know. Just to me, if something was super important to me, like, for instance, for me, I really like football and stuff. Whenever football comes around, I'll talk about it with people all the time. But... It's like, uh, God's more important to me than football, so shouldn't I talk more about God than I do about football? And even with, like, our thoughts, like, at least I know for me, it's easy to fill my thoughts with, like, football stats or something like that. But it's just like, isn't God more important than that? Shouldn't I be filling my mind with that rather than him? It's like, obviously, yes. Um, I had a thing happen to me not too long ago. Um, So we have this men's basketball league. It's not really a league, but it's just like pickup games at church. Yeah, Natalie goes. That's right. <laughs> you guys should be doing that for Jesus too, right? <laughs> Basketball is fun though. I like it, and I like playing it every week. And um, one time, I'd been playing it for like I don't know, like a month straight or something, probably, which is a long time. No, I'm kidding. And then um, it's every Sunday, but and then one something came up on Sunday, so I wasn't going to be able to make it. So I was like, okay, well, I just won't make it. No big deal. I was like a little bit like, dang, really. <laughs> but I was like, it's not that big of a deal. It's fine. And then the week came, and I didn't go to basketball and ended up doing whatever it is that we were doing. I don't remember what it was. But whenever I was not at basketball, I realized how much I actually enjoyed being at basketball. And I was like, it wasn't until I actually didn't have it that I realized how much I was holding on to it. And honestly, I think, like, I don't know. I was sad because of it. It's like, it's not bad to be sad about something like that. But I feel like at some point, when is it an idol, you know? Because just like I felt like I was holding on to it so much that if I missed it, like part of me was like hurting or something. So just like, I don't know. You don't want something, you need to identify what it is that's holding you back from God. And in order to do that, sometimes that means sacrificing certain things. Um, For me, that was basketball. So it's not bad to fast that. So it's good. Um, But even like, just like I was saying a minute ago, like with our thoughts and stuff, like we need our thoughts to like, dwell on things that honor God, you know, not just about sports or Frisbee or girls or boys or whatever, but just to think about things that are honorable to God. Um, Philippians 4.8 says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, lovely, and admirable. Excuse me. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Our dwelling thoughts this is not the verse, but our dwelling thoughts need to bring glory to him. Not every thought that you have is from you, though. So you need to be careful on what you're thinking about. But not every single thought that you have is from you. Because um, sometimes you have thoughts from the enemy, but you just need to use discernment on, you know, what thoughts to go and what to keep or whatever. But um, where was I going with that? Um, but, yeah, so you might be like, well, what? the heck does that mean, Dylan? We're supposed to fix our thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable? Just kind of like, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> I think it means just like thinking about things that God would think about. Um, so think about things that are true. That means don't be dwelling and thinking about lies. Um, think about things that are honorable. That means don't be thinking about things that are dishonoring to those around you, whether it's your friends or elders or whoever. Just think about things that are honorable to God. Um, Another thing 
of what we're called to do is we need to have faith. And the question was, um, when was the last time you took a faith step? You can raise a show of hands if you want or just look at me or whatever. Connor did it. Good job for Connor. Raise it up. Yeah. Um, but anyways, when was the last time you guys took a faith step? For me, doing this right here is a faith step because, like I said, I was homeschooled. Oh. <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm not used to talking in front of people. But um, but taking a faith step is good. Um, James 2.26. Does anybody have their Bibles? Does anybody have an actual Bible? Oh, you do. Can you pull up that verse for us? Oh, yeah, I forgot to say it. That might be key. James 2.26. Uh-oh, I did not mean to start that one. <laughs> 226. That's right. It said, just as the body is without breath, so faith is dead without good works. So we need to have faith in order to be, like, if you don't have faith, then you're probably not doing what God has called you to do. So we need to have faith to, um, like, we need to have good works, but we also need to have faith, but. Um, a faith step could be, I don't know, it could be a number of things. It doesn't have to be preaching, obviously, but it could be just talking to somebody about Jesus, your friends, because it's just like, well, it, why does it have to be abnormal to talk about Jesus? You know, it doesn't have to be. I just feel like sometimes we think that it's not something that can just normally come up in conversation, but why can't it be? Like, if we look back to um, Peter and the early church, like, they were doing all kinds of stuff for Jesus. You know, they were, um, they were actually martyred and stuff for Jesus. I don't think any of that's probably going to happen to any of us because of where we live and stuff, but it could. But I'm just saying, like, are we willing to do that? Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to not just, I don't know, we're called not to just get through life, guys. I'm serious. Seriously, we're not called to just get through life. We're called to bring God glory through our lives and to bring other people with us. Like, seriously, we have a job that we're supposed to do here, and it's not just make money, <laughs> even though that is a job. But, you know. anyways, that's not our only purpose here. Our purpose is to bring God glory. Um, and a way that you can do that also is by, like, using the fruits of the Spirit. I don't think I have this on the screen, but um, Galatians 5, through 23 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we have, to, um, we have to lay down our desires and to like, just press into God's desires and to do what he would call us to do, which is all those things, the fruits of the Spirit. Because I just feel like a lot of times in this day and age, it's just like selfishness is in like, a lot of what we do. Like, I don't, I had the verse, I don't know where it's at. Mm. One second. Oh, here it is. 
James 4, 2 through 3 says, You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you don't get it. So you find and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And that was... um. James and he was just talking to fellow believers and stuff, but it's just like saying that not everything that we're supposed to do is just supposed to be for our pleasure. If you're chasing pleasure, then it's going to lead you to wrong things, obviously, but like we need to be intentional with like sacrificing and just giving ourselves like as a living sacrifice to God because that's what we're supposed to do. First Corinthians 13, 1 through 3 is talking about how we're supposed to be um, like, if we don't do stuff for love, then it means nothing. So it's like, if you don't have love behind what you're doing, then what's the point of even doing it? It says you will be like a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans, possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So we are supposed to be a living sacrifice to God, guys. Seriously, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, I guess I have a lot of scriptures, but Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way that you think which will also lead to changing your actions and stuff like that. But then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. We aren't supposed to look like the world. If we're looking like the world, then that means we're probably doing something wrong. I just feel like it's, I don't know, I struggle with this a lot too, but it's just, I just really want you guys to know that like it's so easy to just blend in and just push through the days, do your schoolwork, get it out or whatever, or do work, or whatever it is you guys do, like, just to push through the days. But, like, seriously, God has a purpose for each and every day. And I'm not saying that lightly. Like, seriously, God has a purpose for every day and every single moment. It's like, I feel like a lot of times we're scared of not being the cool kid or something like that. But it's like, people back in the day, they were, like, um, there was a song by DC Talk, and it was called um, Jesus Freak. And, like, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I would want to be known as that. I mean, sometimes I feel like I don't do that, and then I just, I don't know, like, lay into just, like, being chill and not, like, being bold and stuff like that. But it's just, like, I don't know. I just feel like, like, for instance, if somebody's sick, like, you guys, it's so totally, like, I'm not trying to condemn anyone or anything like that. But it's, like, like, shouldn't our first response be to pray for the person? You know, I mean, medicine's good. I'm not saying that that's bad, but it's like prayer should be something that we do too, right? I mean, I think so. We need to be a people that pray. Like, we need to look like Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do. Um, yeah, we can't worry about what other people will think. And it says, um, I couldn't find the verse for it, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere. But it says, you will know Christians by the way that they love for one another. So, like, if people are, 
wondering if you're a Christian or not. They'll probably look at how you love your sister or your brother or something like that, or your mom or your friend or somebody. That's how they're going to know if you're a real Christian or not, is by how you love other people. If you're not loving other people right, then that means you probably need to figure something out with God. <laughs> I mean, obviously, nobody's perfect at it, but we need to obviously still be trying to do that. Um, yes. Um, oh. <laughs> Um, well, I guess I made that awkward for myself, but, (laughs) oops, um, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know, just, I didn't really have, like, this probably doesn't feel like a normal sermon, I don't, maybe it does, I don't know, I'm not, I'm just saying it, so I don't know how it feels, but, like, oh, thank you, but I'm just saying, like, I just wanted you, like, the point that I'm really trying to drive home is just that, like, God wants us to live like he wants us to. Like, there's a purpose for what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, like, I don't know. Like, don't be afraid to be a Jesus freak. Like, that's what God wants us to do. Like, he wants us to be on fire for him. Like, that's what he's calling us to do. But um, the band can go ahead and come back up if they want. But, um, yeah, I would just encourage you guys just to, like, let God move in your lives. Like, because I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's easy to just, like, hear words and just not let them affect you at all. And just let it bounce right off your heart or right out, out one ear and in the other. Or however that saying goes, who knows. <laughs> but, like, just to not really think about what I'm saying. Because you'll probably forget it, if we're being honest. You probably will if you're not taking notes. I'm not saying you should take notes. I'm just saying. (laughs) But I'm just saying you'll probably forget it. But just, like, to actually take a moment right now and to honestly, like, just have God, just open yourself up and just have God to search your heart. And just if there's any ways that, like, I don't know, you're living in the day-to-day or just ways that you can change just to be more like Jesus. Because that's pretty much all I'm trying to say is just that we need to be more like Jesus, ultimately. And just to love how he loves and... Just to not, not don't love people just because of what they do for you, but just to love them because of what Jesus did for you, because that's what that's what we're supposed to do. Um, and it's like I don't know. I just want to encourage you guys to, like, like I said, these are just kind of random thoughts, but just to like spend time alone with God. Like I don't know. Maybe you guys all do this a lot, but it's just like I don't know. I just feel like God wants, like, the church to be on fire for him. But in order for the church to be, like, totally on fire and where God wants it, it's going to take the people, which is all of you guys, not just me or Sean, which Sean does a great job of preaching every week, and you guys have a great youth pastor, which he's awesome. But I'm just saying, like, it's not up to the people on stage to do God's work. It's up to you guys. Like, seriously, well, he'll use everybody, but I'm just saying, like, it's not just up to the people on stage. Like, it's up to you guys, too. And, like, I don't know, I just feel like whenever I was preparing my message, it was like I just felt like this responsibility of, like, oh, man, I got to come up with a message. And I just felt like a responsibility of something that I had to do, which was true. But I also feel like whenever I'm not preaching, to be honest, you guys all have a responsibility, too. And that's loving the people around you and loving them well. And, like, I don't know. Just, like, there should be weight to that, too, because it is a big task. 
to do that, but it's like we can't, we shouldn't take that lightly, you know, that it is a big deal to love those around you. But not just to, like, just to try and love them, but you can only do it with God's strength. That's the only way that you can love people. Um, but I also wanted to invite um, the prayer teams to go ahead and come on up. Um, I didn't talk to Sean about that before, but if you guys are on the prayer team, you guys can go ahead and come up. And I just wanted to open it up because, I don't know, I just feel like everybody has something that they're struggling with or going through or something like that and need prayer for or something like that. And, like, I don't know, you don't need to be afraid to ask for prayer because there's there's power in asking for prayer and asking people to um, just help you with what we're going through. You're going through because everybody's going through something. Um, I don't know, I just feel like Whenever I was praying about this altar call, or this, this, not the altar call, but just this moment to come down if you need prayer, um, was just, if you if you need salvation, if you don't know God, if you've never met him before, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, if you need to just recommit yourself to the Lord, then I would encourage you guys to come down so you can get prayer. If you're a guy, go to the guy. If you're a girl, go to the girl. Um, or just, I don't know, I just... I heard a message by a guy named Craig Rochelle, and he was talking about people, Christians, the sermon was titled, Christians Leaving the Church. I was like, wow, this is going to be a good message. <laughs> and it was talking about doubt. And it was talking about, and I just feel like there's people here that sometimes doubt whether God is really real or not. And I just want you to know that you shouldn't feel shame for doubting whether God's real or not. Because that's not what it is. It's sometimes, it's what you do with the doubt that determines whether, like, where you're at. Because it's not, what I'm trying to say is it's not wrong to have a doubtful thought. But it's like you need to decide what you're going to do with that thought. He was saying, doubt is often an invitation to a deeper faith. But you have to work through it. Because whenever, whenever Peter, um... Whenever Peter was walking, whenever Jesus, they're in a boat, and Jesus was walking on water. Just trying to get the story straight. Peter was, Jesus was walking on water. My gosh. <laughs> like I said, I was homeschooled. Pete, Jesus, Jesus was walking on water, and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, then come out. Like, I will come out to you. And so Peter gets up and he goes out and actually walks on water, which is crazy. I feel like people sometimes more so focus on the part of Peter slipping and failing, but Peter actually got out on the boat. Nobody else did. All the other disciples were chilling on the boat, probably scared to death, oh. <laughs> but they didn't die. So, But I'm just saying, like, um, whenever that happened, Jesus, Jesus didn't condemn Peter. Whenever Peter started to doubt God, in that moment, he started to doubt whether he actually could walk on water or not. But in that moment, Jesus didn't just be like, oh, yeah, see you, buddy. He had reached out his hand and grabbed him. Whenever Peter was doubting and struggling with whether he believed that God could, could have him walk on water or not, he, he reached out his hand and grabbed him. 
because that's the kind of God that we serve. And that was the message that Greg was preaching. But it was just like, that's the kind of God that we serve is a God who reaches out his hand. Like, so I'm saying, like, if you guys have doubts about God or about, yeah, just about anything about God, don't be like, I don't want you to feel ashamed or anything like that. Just to know that it's okay, but you don't, don't stop there. Just like process through it and get to the end of it. Like, come to the conclusion, because we're not going to know everything about God, but, like, don't just sit in the doubt, try and figure out what the answer is. But, I don't know, I just heard that sermon, and I just felt like it might be for somebody. But, like I said, I just want to encourage you guys, if there's anything that you need prayer for, there's people up here to pray for you. And... Yeah, like I said, there's stuff that I could use prayer for. Obviously, there's stuff that everybody needs prayer for. So I just don't want you guys to feel like you can't come up for prayer because that's not what the cool kids will do because my friend's going to look at me weird and be like, bro, you got problems? Like, yeah, everybody has problems. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. So I was just like, I just want to encourage you guys, don't, don't be afraid to come up during the song and ask for prayer. But I'm going to pray, and then we can worship. God, thank you for this day, and thank you for who you are, and thank you for your word, God. And I pray that you would just um, just move in the people in this room. God, just that your Holy Spirit right now would just flood this room right now in Jesus' name, Father. We just welcome you in and just say, do whatever it is you want to do. And we just welcome you in, God, and just make make a space for you, God, just for, for people that um, know you, God, um, or that don't, just that you would tuck on their hearts if they don't know you, God, just that they would... Um, just that you would tug on their hearts for them just to come and to know you, God. And I just pray for those that do, that just need a rekindling, God. Even if it's just like, I don't know, I just want, if you're just praying and you're just there in your seat and you're just praying like, God, I just want more of you, then just come up for prayer. Like, you don't need to be, like, it doesn't have to be some big thing, but just if you want more of a hunger for God, because that's, God, that's what we want. We just want a hunger for you, God. And so, God, I pray that you would just just put a hunger in these people in this room right now in Jesus' name, Father, just that they would open up their hearts to you and just that a hunger for you would just begin to stir up inside of them. And just that they, would, they wouldn't know what's going on, but to, just that they would tell that just something inside of them just wants more of you, God, and just that that would be their prayer, God. And I just pray just that nobody would feel ashamed if there is doubts. But God, just that they would bring those doubts to you and not to dwell in them or to live in them, but God, just to bring them to you and just um, just allow you to work on their hearts with that doubt, God. And I thank you for who you are and thank you for your love. And I thank you just for the opportunity that we have to worship you and just to give you praise and just how we don't have to do it at the risk of our lives, which is awesome. And yeah, I just thank you for who you are, God, and for your love. And in Jesus' name, amen. Stand up.